You're listening to the Mind Your Business Podcast, episode number 161. Today, we're talking all about the rise of the digital CEO. So, stay tuned. Hi, I'm James Wedmore, and I've built a multiple seven-figure internet business that offers the financial freedom to do what I want, when I want. And I'm the first to say that hard work and hustle are not essential ingredients for your success. So how do you build a thriving business from the inside out? Now with over 1.2 million downloads, this is the Mind Your Business Podcast. What's up, you guys? James Wedmore here. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Mind Your Business Podcast. I am coming to you from New York City. We are on the road again. That's right. I am here in the city once again. Gotta love it. I am here for our Inner Circle Mastermind Retreat. I meet with our members four times a year. And these are for our high-level members that are at a multiple six to seven-figure level, and they're looking to scale. They're looking to reach that next level for themselves. They're looking to bring on more of a team, get more structure, more systems and processes into place. And I'm actually taking a break from one of our sessions to record this episode for you. So here we are. And I've got to say, I absolutely love it. Like They blow me away. I am so impressed by, we are here five, not barely five months, the fifth month into the year, and to see the breakthroughs, to see the growth that these members have had, their launches are getting bigger, their teams are getting bigger, their focus is getting more clear, their vision is getting bigger, and it just lights me up. It really does. It has me so, so excited. So today I wanted to start a conversation with you about this idea that I feel is the biggest thing that is keeping entrepreneurs stuck. Most people think it's because I don't have the right funnel, I don't have the right webinar in place, the right ad strategy, the right tactic, the right tip, trick, tool, or piece of software. And I think we've been ingrained to think that it's that thing that we're missing that's gonna solve all our problems. Today we're gonna have a conversation about what I think is really at the source of that. And it's gonna be a good one. But first, I have something so incredibly exciting and awesome to share with you. If you've been a listener for some time, then you probably know about our event that has become quite infamous in the industry, BBD Live. Last year, we actually held it three times. And the last event of the year in November, we had over 225 people there. And we actually had to turn people away. And we grew that event from just 45 less than 18 months earlier. It is an event for online business owners, for course creators, and content creators who are looking to sell and monetize their products. And it's only available to members of my flagship business and marketing program, Business by Design. Yet we get requests all the time for people who want to come to this event. So we are super excited to announce a raffle giveaway that we're doing for the next week or so on Instagram. 
And the grand prize is an all-expense-paid trip to come join me and the other attendees at our next BBD Live event this October here in California. Yes, this is a Business by Design members-only event. It is a content-packed, transformative, business-transformative event that our members walk away freaking loving. And we are doing a giveaway that anybody who participates in this giveaway, whether you're already a member, whether you've come to a previous event or not, has an opportunity to win. And yes, not just a ticket to this event that quite frankly you can't just purchase unless you're already a member of our community, but you're going to get an all expense paid trip. So here's how it works. I'm really excited about this. Okay, so there are three easy ways in which you can participate. And again, all this is going to be detailed and linked up on the show notes of this episode. So you can go over to mindyourbusinesspodcast.com for all the details. So here is way number one. This is so easy. You're probably listening to this on your mobile device. If you are, then just take a screenshot of you listening to this episode and post it to your Instagram account as an Instagram story. And you're gonna to wanna to make sure that you tag me, at James Wedmore, so I know that you're doing it, and use the hashtag, the rise of the digital CEO. That's it, hashtag the rise of the digital CEO. Now, the second way you can do this is to create a post on your Instagram feed sharing anything that you got as a takeaway from this episode, The Rise of the Digital CEO, and most specifically, what you think it means and what it looks like for you to be a digital CEO of your business. And option number three is that I will be posting, and by the time you're listening, this will already be posted, a post on my Instagram about this giveaway. And if you like the post and leave a comment tagging three of your entrepreneurial friends and invite them to listen to this episode, you will automatically be entered into this giveaway. That's it, three simple ways that you can participate in this exciting giveaway. My only other request is that to be eligible, you will have to also be following me on Instagram. Now, we are gonna run this giveaway from Monday, May 14th, until Sunday, the 20th, and we're gonna close it down at 11.59 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, which means any entries or steps taken after that will not be included. Again, we're gonna give one big prize, which is an all expense paid trip. Now, of course, there's like some disclaimers, like we're not gonna give you a $3,000 first class trip like from all the way on the other side of the world, but we have all the details on that in the show notes, but you're gonna get an all expense paid trip to California and a free ticket to our three-day live event, BBD Live, this October. Plus, we've got a couple of additional smaller consolation prizes for those that come in second, third, fourth, et cetera. Our winners will be selected completely at random and announced on the week of May 21st. Ooh, so I know that was a mouthful, but we're really excited by this, and we would love to see you at our live event this October. 
All right, so without further ado, let's go ahead and get into today's episode, appropriately titled, The Rise of the Digital CEO. Now, what is this conversation all about? So having run my Inner Circle Mastermind for the past three years and being able to see the growth that the members have had there, I think last year, seven out of the 16 or so members hit seven figures for the first time in their business. Most of them two to four X their revenue. Most of them had started between at 100 to 200K in their business and were able to take it either to a million or close. And now this year, those members are either on track or have already hit it. So we've been able to see some incredible growth with our members. And it really got me clear on the biggest things that hold most entrepreneurs back, the things that entrepreneurs struggle with. In fact, I just posted a video that has become quite the controversy over on my Facebook page. We'll make sure to link that up as well. Now, in less than one week, I'm talking like five or six days, this one video on Facebook has generated over 54,000 views and 434 shares. 434 shares, so a lot of people sharing this video. And if you haven't seen it yet, I'm gonna go recommend you go check it out. We'll link that up in the show notes for you as well. That's over on my fan page. And the video is about two minutes long, and a lot of people that have been following me for a long time are saying, James, this is the best video I've ever seen. It has a pretty controversial title. The title is simply, What You Learned in School Will Keep You Broke. And it really gets to the source of why I think so many entrepreneurs are struggling and struggling for so long, which is, as simply put, so many people today are starting a business and running a business, yet they actually have no clue how to run a business. In fact, and this is what I go into depth in in the video, if we really take a look back at what we learned in school and how we learned how to be in school, it really set us up for an employee mindset. And you can start to look at the examples of how important it was to not question authority, to raise your hand, to ask permission, to wait your turn, stay in line. You know, you can actually look into this. It's, there's actually been evidence that, you know, factories in the early 1900s needed more factory workers. So they created a school system that would go off of a bell system that would have desks in rows, all these things that were set up so that they could start to groom more children to be better factory workers. And, you know, whether you believe that or not, whether that offends you or not, the bottom line is what it takes to actually run a business, what it takes to actually think, act, and be an entrepreneur is something that most of us are simply not taught in school. However, we tend to take the things that we did learn in school and apply it to our business. And therein lies the biggest problem. So that's what I wanna talk about with you today, about how you can begin to step into the role of the digital CEO, how you can start to think, act, and behave like the business owner that you need to be to create the actual business that you want. So I'm going to go over a lot of stuff today. We're going to start to talk about some of the big mistakes I see specifically that are 
you know, <laughs> the employee mindset in a lot of ways. But I want to start with a couple of premises. The first off is this one phrase that I think will help you as a listener, and it's worth writing down, that your view of business, how you view business, will determine what's possible for you. Your view of business will determine what is possible for you. So if you are applying an employee mindset, now again, there's nothing wrong with being an employee, there's nothing wrong with having a job or a career. There's nothing wrong at all. But certain strategies work in certain environments and thinking, acting, and behaving like an employee when you are the boss, when you are the CEO, you're in for a rude awakening. The first time that I really saw this, noticed this as an issue was I was speaking at an event. Now this was several years ago. And at the end of the event, there was like a cocktail reception party. And so here are all these people like starting online businesses, blah, blah, blah. You know, and they're all in this like bar area. And there was this bartender. And this was such a fascinating moment because for those of you guys who know me, you know, I was a bartender. And so here I am on the other side of this bar and I'm sitting at the bar and I just spoke, so a few people are talking to me, they're asking me questions, they're talking to me about online business and marketing and stuff like that. And the bartender overhears a conversation. He's like, he said something to the effect like, oh, are you talking about like online marketing or blah, blah, blah? And we said, yep. And he said something to the effect, I'll really never forget the last piece of this, but he says, oh yeah, I tried that. I dabbled in it and it didn't work. Huh. And I just remember smiling. <laughs> it was such a full circle moment for me because I remember all those years that I had been on the other side of the bar. And I remember being on the other side of the bar at parties where, you know, I was a private party bartender as well, where here are these like super successful people. I'm in their like amazing like mansion homes. And I'm just this like bartender, <laughs> young kid, like trying to figure out what to do with my life. And then here is this bartender on the other side. And immediately, and I didn't say this, and I don't think it was my place to say this, but I said to myself, he failed because he dabbled. He failed because he didn't go all in. And this is the first thing that I see as a big problem, a big epidemic, if you will, in this industry. The amount of people that are looking for a quick fix solution, the amount of people that call themselves more of a wantrepreneur than an actual entrepreneur and they're like dipping their toe into the pool and they're waiting for it to work before they work there's no responsibility in that there's no commitment in that and how do you expect to build a business when you're waiting for it to make you money before you actually commit to it it's backwards and that's a lot of what I see is people approaching their business backwards. So what we really began to develop three years ago inside the inner circle was this idea or philosophy of who you need to be in order to run the business that you want. To get clear on your vision, your goals, and your outcome and then begin to determine now, even if that goal was a year off or three years or five years off, but determine now what that looks like 
and who needs to run that type of business and to begin to operate that way now. We identified what that looks like. And then one of the things that we teach inside my free training series, which we're going to be releasing on June 14th, you've all already saved the date for that, are the five ingredients that every single one of those businesses need. So if you're selling digital products, you've got an online business, there are five core ingredients that we bake into our business. We have our students and our clients bake into their businesses so they can actually run it from a scalable, repeatable, and sustainable process. But a lot of this came to me when I read about the CEO of IBM, Tom Watson. Now, when Tom became the CEO, within four years, he had doubled IBM's revenue to $9 million. And by the time he had died, he took IBM to $897 million in revenue. Now, this was in 1956. And towards the end of his life, he was asked one of those like generic questions, like what is the secret to your success, right? Like, like there's really this one little answer. However, Tom's answer to me was profound. He offered a three-step process that he believed is what directly attributed to the wildly profitable growth of IBM. He said, step number one, at the very beginning, I had to have a clear picture of what the company would look like when it was finally done. How many times do we talk about building a business? I'm growing my business, I'm building a business. Do you think architects and contractors build a home without having a clear definition, vision, or blueprint of what the finished home looks like? Of course not. Why are we building our business that way? Why are we growing just to grow? A digital CEO has clarity, crystal clear clarity on what the vision is, on what the outcome is. And a lot of people get hung up just on that idea and that word, vision. Oh, does it have to be this like altruistic, life-changing, world-healing, transforming vision? No, what we're talking about here is just having a clear outcome of the revenue that the business is doing, how it operates, the size of the company, and some other additional metrics that just make it clear so that you know what you're working towards. And that's what Watson did. Step one, I had to have a clear picture of the company and what it would look like when it was finally done. Now, here's where this begins to get extremely profound for me, and it has changed the way that we do business. Step number two, he said, I then had to ask myself how a company which looked like that would have to act. So number one, are we even clear on what we're building? Are we even clear on what we're creating? Now, you have an essence, you have an idea, but how clear is it? Because without that clear vision, you have no clue on how it would need to act. Am I right? So with that clarity of vision becomes some clarity of the criteria of how you as the CEO would need to act, how the team would act, how the brand would act, what type of things you do, what type of things you don't do, who you serve, who you don't serve, et cetera, et cetera. Notice how everything begins to trickle down from the vision. And then step number three, he knew that in order to fulfill on the vision, in order to get to where they wanted to get, which they did, 
that they would have to start acting that way now from the very beginning. I'm just pausing to let that sink in for you. He knew what most struggling entrepreneurs never, ever get, which is that in order to get where you want to get to, you have to act, operate, and behave. You need to think, make decisions, take the actions from where you will be and you need to do it now. You want to know why seven-figure entrepreneurs become seven-figure entrepreneurs. It's as simple as this. They think, act, and behave like seven-figure entrepreneurs, even when they're not. And the reason that struggling entrepreneurs stay stuck and stay struggling is because they keep making the decisions and the actions that struggling entrepreneurs make. Now, it may sound too simple, but it really is as simple as that. So in this episode, I'm going to start to introduce you to a few of the mistakes that I see that are extremely prevalent. In fact, I asked a bunch of my members of the inner circle, what are the mistakes that you're seeing people make right now that are keeping them stuck? And I'm going to share a few of those mistakes here. And over the next few weeks, I'm really excited to continue this conversation and this theme of stepping into the digital CEO role to start running your business like a business owner, to start learning how to actually be an entrepreneur and run and operate like a business owner. So we're going to spend some time looking at five of the biggest mistakes and ways of being and really showing up in your business that I believe is sabotaging your growth and your success. Yet, quite frankly, I think we've learned no other way. And these are some of the big ones that you know, I had to unlearn for myself. So I really get it. You know, this isn't about shaming. This isn't about making anybody wrong. It is about looking at, am I doing these things? And is this serving me or not? So let's get into those right now. The first one, which we've already alluded to, is a lack of vision, a lack of clarity, and a lack of planning, which therefore results in having zero clue on what to focus on. This is hugely prevalent. And what I see as a result, and you may want to look at that for yourself, is if I continue to operate this way without a plan, without a vision, without a goal, without an outcome, where does your time end up get spent? Chances are you're staying really busy and you're working on things and you have these feelings of productivity, yet there's nothing or very little to show for it. And there's definitely no results. And at the end of the day, digital CEOs run their business and run their team through performance metrics and results. And there are very few results that actually matter. The bottom line is sales, profit, and leads. And what I see time and time again is that not only is this not a part of our goals, but we have no plan. You know, I always say that quote from Stephen Covey, begin with the end in mind, but we have no plan that we're working backwards from to get to those numbers. And we therefore fill up our day, fill up our week, fill up our quarter 
with a ton of to-dos that keep us busy, but don't get us any closer to those results. So most struggling entrepreneurs that I see today are being run and managed by their to-do list, not driven by their results. This one shift alone can be radically transformative. And that's something you're gonna wanna start looking at when you plan your day, when you plan your week, when you plan your quarter. Why am I doing whatever I said I'm gonna do, whatever's on this to-do list, and is this directly attached to the results I'm committed to getting? Or is this costing me results? Now that goes back to this employee mindset. Most people think going into a business that if you work harder and you work longer, that that guarantees success. That's nonsense. That's crazy talk. Because I can give you a hundred things that will keep you busy and will just burn you out and you'll have nothing to show for it. There is no short, I mean, this is the epidemic, folks, is there is no shortage of things to do on the internet to keep you busy. You take a week to make your business cards, you can take two months to build your website, gotta add your about me page, you gotta set up all this tech, and you could spend six months doing all that, set up all these social media profiles and all that stuff, and still not have one person on your email list, and one person give you money. All right, and I have more, so (laughs) if this becomes painfully awkward and uncomfortable for you, I'm just going to ask you to sit with me here for a bit. These are just things that we get to look at. Instead of buying into these things that it's because, oh, you don't have some fancy funnel in place yet that's going to solve, oh, you're not using this software, blah, 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 okay? But let's look at the next mistake. This is one I see all the time. In fact, I think, quite frankly, this is the biggest one. And this is that most struggling entrepreneurs think that they're saving money by doing it themselves. If I do this myself, if I just figure it out myself, I'll save money. And then if I do that by saving money, I'm being savvy and smart. And that is a big distinction that separates the employees from the entrepreneurs. Successful entrepreneurs know that their time and their energy is more valuable than money because a successful entrepreneur can create money on demand, but they can't create more time. Where most employees, their value in a business to an employer, now I'm not, I didn't make these rules, but for most of them, it's attached to the hours they work. That's why most people, not all employees, but a lot of employees, their value is based or they're paid compensated on an hourly basis. They're paid in compensation for the time that they deliver. And when we approach our business that way, what do we do when we're not making money, when it's not working? Oh, I'll just give more of my time. I'll just work harder. I'll just work longer. I'll stay later. I'll work weekends. It's still not working. Why am I getting my ass kicked? And we think that if we do those tasks ourselves, that we're saving money. We never stop for a moment and ask, what is it costing me to do this myself? What does this take me away from? And think about it. If there are 5% of activities that produce 95% of the results in your business, what would 
happen in your business if you spent 95% of your time in those 5% activities? How might your revenue grow? How might your business increase? How is your business suffering when you're doing your own customer support, doing your own tech, doing your own data entry, answering all your own emails? Because you think it's saving you money. And there's a fantastic affirmation I've said before, and I'll say it again, it's the less I do, the more I make. The successful digital CEO knows that the less they do, the more they make. And when I look at our business and I look at the growth that I've had year after year, I continue to work less, yet the business continues to work more. And when I'm not working, like why would you want to, by the way? <laughs> Let me just say, like someone might want to argue me, but why? Is that really what you got into this game for? Is you wanted to do the 10 to 12 hour days? And here's the thing, I love putting my heart and soul into something. The video series that we're releasing on June 18th is the result of me putting 100% of my heart and soul into something. But it was a fun, creative project that I'm proud of, that lit me up, that fulfilled me, that fulfilled values of creativity and serving. I wouldn't have it any other way. I'm talking about the work that is causing those eyeballs to bleed, as you've heard many times before. I'm talking about the work that's painful. I'm talking about the work that you just despise. And we think we've got to do it ourselves. I had a member in our mastermind come up to me today and thank me because I directly told them, you need to stop doing this yourself and let it go because it's costing you more than you think. Sure enough, this person did. That freed up their time to go focus on more revenue generating activities. So that's the second one. Do you think that you're saving money by doing it all yourself? Successful entrepreneurs know you can't do it alone. You wouldn't want to do it alone. And it's so much more fun to do it together, to attract a team, even if it's that part-time virtual assistant to just give you a few hours of your week back. What would that look like to get a few hours of your week back every single week? What could you do with that extra time? All right, let's look at the next big mistake. I see something that I... Oh, this stung for me. This was really bad. I'll tell a story around this one. When I was struggling, I went to a friend, smart friend, really liked him and really trusted his advice. And I said, I need some help. I said, I'm, I'm learning everything. I'm working my tail off. I'm like, I've got nothing to show for it. I don't know what to do. And he sat me down. He says, tell me all the things you're working on. And I listed out eight projects, eight business ideas, eight different niches. I mean, it was like crazy. I got this app idea. I got this blog. I've got these videos I'm doing. I've got this service I'm doing. And it took 30 minutes just to share it all. And it was just exhausting to hear myself share it. I think he was exhausted. And this really leads into a big mistake I see is that a lot of entrepreneurs are simply, they don't have a discipline in focus and they're constantly chasing the new thing. And as soon as the new thing doesn't stimulate them, they're on to the next thing. And then when it's not exciting anymore, they're on to the next thing. And then all of a sudden, they've got 10 projects that they're not excited anymore, but they've spent a month on each. And there's no follow through, there's no repetition, there's no consistency. 
Now, I think this stems from a lot of things because it's very, it, it fascinated me. Now, for me, there was a fear that if I focused 100% of my energy on one project and it failed, I'm in deep doo-doo, right? That's a fear I hear a lot of entrepreneurs having is they don't want to make the wrong decision and spend six months going in the wrong direction. So they think they're being safer by hedging their bets. Uh-uh, not the case. Because what you have is six projects that never make any progress. Does that make sense? Instead of going all in on the one that is just anyone, quite frankly, and that comes into another one that we're not even talking about, about how we can really learn to trust our gut and our intuition on what is right for us. Obviously, we've done episodes here about trusting your intuition. That's why it's super relevant. But what is the one that lights you up? What is the one that feels light, feels easy? It gets you excited. What would it look like to go all in on that one? There's no repetition. There's no consistency. Like, there's such a discipline that needs to be created. For example, when we first launched Business by Design, it did okay. We were like, eh, I wish it did more, right? It didn't hit my expectations. And I knew that the messaging was off. I also knew that if I kept at it, that the messaging would get better. I knew that it, the launches would get bigger. And I knew what you all will learn now, which successful entrepreneurs know, action creates clarity. And the more we take that action, the more clear we get, the more momentum we build, and the bigger our results get. But it's that whole thing of like, you know, you, you stop digging six inches from gold. You do that first launch and you're like, Eh, only made a couple sales. Okay, I'm going to try something else. And we keep thinking that everything we do either needs to be a jackpot home run or it's a failure. And I've never approached my business that way. I've looked at the thing and said, okay, there's some proof that this could work. How do I refine it? How do I improve it? How do I optimize it? How do I make it better until I do? I think this also stems from this idea I talked about with my episode with Evan Pagan, which something I learned from him is just this ironic thing that people who haven't run a business think that opportunities are very scarce. So they hear a couple and they hold on to all of them and say, I got to do all of them. And once you've been in business a while, you quickly find out opportunities are everywhere. And it's really developing this discipline of no by avoiding the distractions that will spread you too thin and burn you out. So have you said yes to too much? Have you taken on too much? Are you staying busy but not making progress, something to look at. All right, let's keep going. I've actually got six. I think I told you five. We're going to do six. So let's go on to number four. How many of you listening overcomplicate things, overthink things, and then as a result of that, don't put them into action? That's a tough one. For some reason, we believe that we have to complicate it that that's the answer, that if it's more complicated, it's better. If it's harder, it means we're more worthy of it. If it's more sophisticated, it's more something. I don't know, but there's something we think we're getting out of that. Then we overthink it. We overthink the process. We doubt ourselves. We second guess it. And then because we've made it so complicated, convoluted, and we've thought it over and over and over and doubted everything, we don't do anything with it. And I already told you, action creates clarity. Simplicity is what we're looking for. We look today 
to get our stuff as simple as possible. How can we make this easier? How can we make this more simple? How can we make this more clear? That just makes everyone's lives more easy. So you may want to look to the areas in your life and in your business where you may be overcomplicating things. This is how we're getting in our own way. The stories we're telling ourselves about how we think it needs to be before we can launch, before we can sell, before we can pitch, before we can make money. How do you know that to be true? Or is that just what you've been telling yourself? Something to think about. All right, let's move on to number five. This one is about the mistake of being problem focused, not solution focused. Now at the end of the day, being an entrepreneur means being solution focused 100% of the time. Now there's a quote I found and now I've lost it. So I'm going to have to paraphrase it, but it just bam, hit me so hard. And it said something to the effect of positive people can always see the opportunity. Pessimistic people or negative people always find the problem. And then there was something about how they always blame someone for the problem. Look, it is so important that your perspective, remember what I said, your view of business will determine what's possible. If your view is focused on the problem and that it is there for a problem, you're screwed. You've just set yourself up for failure, okay? But entrepreneurs have to think the exact opposite of what the rest of society thinks. Why? Because successful entrepreneurs create opportunity out of the biggest problems. If there were no problems on the planet, do you know that there would be no businesses? If problems didn't exist, there would be no need for a business because that's what a business does is they solve problems. So how often are you looking at a problem and saying, crap, that's a problem, therefore I can't, therefore we won't, therefore blah, 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 story, 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 story. Versus saying, ah, there's a problem. That means I can find a solution. This is huge. It creates the context for how we create our offers, how we market ourselves, but even how we make decisions within the business. For example, I can't tell you how many times someone wants to build a six-figure membership site or online course, yet they're scraping together the cheap or free crap tools to build the six or seven-figure business. You wouldn't build your dream home with crap lumber that you found in a dumpster, would you? Of course not. So why are we trying to do it that way? Why are we shoestringing it with junk tools that don't work and making decisions that way for the results we want? Now I get that you're saying, yeah, but James, and you've got that story. Now I get that. And we're gonna get to that in the next one because that's another mistake I see. But remember what Tom Watson said, that we need to start making decisions and take actions now from who the business needs. And we need to do that now. So entrepreneurs are always solution focused. Everything is an opportunity. And no matter what you're going through, it's about looking back to the commitment that you have for the result you are creating and to operate from that place. Now, that sounds great. You guys are like taking notes and going, yes, totally. But how many of you are actually doing that? How many times do we avoid problems? <laughs> how many times when a problem does happen, we're like, oh, no, and we just go to the worst case scenario. That is a habit that you have, and that is not conducive to building a business. Because every time you do that, it's like knocking yourself off the horse, and it takes you out of the game. And you can't produce. You can't do what is inherently the value of the entrepreneur when you're in a total breakdown and a total problem. 
So that's a big one. The last one we're going to talk about kind of blends into that is that most people are operating from their circumstances, which means they're making decisions based on the resources that they have versus being resourceful. They're letting time, energy, money, what they have in their present circumstances determine and dictate what actions they'll take. But what actions we take today will determine the results we get in the future. So this is why people stay stuck. They let the results of the past dictate the actions they take in the present that will determine the results they get in the future. But if the actions you take correlate to the results you already have, you'll just get more of the same results. Now, I know that's a like high level concept, but that's exactly what's happening. And then it becomes this vicious, vicious circle. Instead, we need to be driven by results and operate from the outcome and find a way to be resourceful. Because you have a job right now and you only have a few hours or because you've got kids and you only have a few hours to work on your business, we don't let that tell us that it's not possible. We don't let that limit our potential. We ask new questions from a new perspective and a new vantage point. If I'm committed to building this business, how can I do it with the three hours a day that I have? And where else may I find the time, the resources, and the energy to make this happen? We're not asking those type of questions. If you haven't been asking those types of questions, chances are you're stuck. You're saying, well, I only have this many hours, therefore, and we've just told our future right there. Well, I'm already doing this, so I can't. How do you know that? When we create from the outcome and we look from the outcome, something can open up for us. If I only have X amount of hours or X amount of money or X amount of time, what would I need to do or how would it need to look in order to get these results? What would I have to do differently? But chances are most people are not operating that way. And entrepreneurs find a way because they're always being resourceful. They're making the most out of what they have, not making excuses about what they can't do because of what they have. All right, so I threw a lot at you. Again, it's a lot of the big mistakes we see. It's the wrong mindset. We're 160 episodes into talking about mindset here on this podcast. So I know you already know that it's 90%, if not more, mindset or psychology. And that's because, simply put, how you view business, how you view money, how you view selling, how you view marketing, how you view self-promotion, will determine and dictate ultimately what is possible for you. And so many people are already shutting themselves off to what is really possible for them because they're telling the story of why it ain't so, why it isn't possible, why they can't, all those reasons, all those excuses. And most people have no idea that they're even doing it. They think it's fact. They think it's reality that, no, you don't understand. This guy, the economy, my boss, my competitors, my blah, blah, blah. Those are the reasons why. And ultimately, when we blame anyone else for our circumstances, we give them our power. You're not being responsible. And being responsible is about causing your life and causing your business. Being the cause, being the source, not the effect. 
And quite frankly, this is why, to bring this full circle, I've been quite passionate about this message in this video about what we were taught in school. We were never taught to be the cause of our own life. We were never taught or empowered to be the creator of our destiny. We were never shown that we actually do have the power to create what we want, that we have more say in how our life goes. And then we just think that life is this thing that happens to us and it is what it is. And then we have to deal with it. And that's a huge part of me growing up felt that way. But there was also another part of me. There was another part of me that knew a better life was possible. Now I'm living that better life. And if I didn't help wake others up to that other part in them, that has probably been dimmed and silenced and quieted and made so small, then I don't know if I would be living into my life's purpose. So some of these conversations might've been a little uncomfortable. I'm not here to shame anybody. I'm not here to make anybody wrong, but I am here to help people think differently. I am here to help shift the way that people see their lives, to see their business, to see their future in a way that will allow them to step into this new role and create a life and a business that they actually want. And I hope I've started that conversation with you here today or on any of the other episodes that you've been hanging out with me. So I want to thank you again so much for listening. We have so many more exciting episodes. I've actually mapped out the next two plus months of episodes. I've got bonus episodes. I've got case studies with some of our amazing digital CEOs sharing their stories, their results. Again, we've got the giveaway this week. June 14th, we're releasing this very exciting Never anything like it you've seen before. Eight-part video series that you can binge watch like an entire Netflix season. That's starting June 14th. JamesWedmore.com forward slash rise will get you on the wait list so you can add that to your calendar so you can be the first in line to check that out. So much more amazing content, special episodes. I think we're doing, at one point, we're gonna be doing like three episodes a week. Really cool little bonus episodes for you. So I'm super excited, super grateful for you listening. Thank you so much for your support, all the shares, all the comments, the reviews. You guys are amazing. And I'm so excited for what's to come. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. I'll see you on the next one. For years, I filled my head with every course, strategy, and tactic, yet I still struggled. I worked 12 to 14 hour days every single day trying to build an online business, yet I still had nothing to show for it. And you may be feeling this way as well. Maybe you're starting to think that the solution is to work more, to work harder, to start saying yes to the things that you know you shouldn't be saying yes to. And if this doesn't stop right now, where do you think you're going to end up? You see, what most struggling entrepreneurs never, ever realize is that your business and the results you have right now are simply a reflection of you. They're a reflection of you and the entrepreneur that you're being. And sadly, most people running businesses today don't have a clue how to actually be an entrepreneur. 
Now, that's why they try to rely on the old, outdated strategies that hardworking employees use to get ahead. You know, things like work harder, work longer, rely on your sweat equity, and of course, do what you're told. But you and I both know that being a successful entrepreneur is anything but that. And that's why I want to peel back the curtain to show you exactly how I've been running and operating my multiple seven-figure online business for years now. And quite frankly, it's different than anything you've ever heard before. I've spent the past six months producing an eight-part mini-series entitled The Rise of the Digital CEO in order to help transform inner-driven entrepreneurs like yourself into who you need to become in order to grow and operate a thriving business that actually runs itself instead of it running you. Plus, I'll show you the five core ingredients that you simply can't do without if you want more scalability and consistency in your business. So if you're ready to step into that digital CEO role that you know you were meant for, head on over to www.jameswedmore.com forward slash rise right now. My business was transformed literally overnight. In less than five months, working a full-time corporate job, being a mommy to an eight-year-old boy, I grew my email list from 180 to 5,400 in less than five months. And the transformation has been huge, radical. I feel like I have those missing pieces that are really gonna allow me to scale my business and just absolutely have the most amazing breakthrough year and it's transformed me into a, a better entrepreneur, a better businessman. Allowed me to do a six-figure beta launch uh, with a live event and all of that in May. You're teaching us skills, you're giving us skills, you're giving us the opportunity to do things that are really important, uh, having an impact in other people's lives. But the other thing that it's allowing us to do is to live a life of our own choosing. 